0: Hey guys, welcome back to For the Long Haul Podcast. This is episode two of our three-episode comeback. Of course, it, it, you have your hosts, me, Brandon. We got Seth and Blaine. And today we're going to be doing a special episode. We actually got somebody to interview today. Uh, please introduce
1: yourself. Hi, I'm Courtney. Hey, Courtney, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you We're doing good,
0: you
2: guys. Oh, good? yeah, dude, real good. Nice and hot over
0: here. All right, Blaine, why don't you start off with our first question of the day?
2: So, so, hey Courtney, you doing it okay today? Yeah, I'm good. This is Blaine. Um, so we read your little bit of an article that you had on Reddit, but uh, give us a backstory, like I mean, how did you get started off? we obviously see you know how many credit cards that you had to you know, ultimately get to and then your progress and paying them all off. But, like, you know, where did you get started like your first credit card and kind of how you went from there? Can you give us a backstory to that,
1: yeah, so I was actually a senior in high school when I first got my credit card. It was just like a store credit card. Like if you were to go to like Kohl's, that was actually my first one was I went to Kohl's and I applied for a credit card because I was like, oh, I wanted to build my credit. So I did that. And then I went to another store and applied for that one. So when I first started out, I only had two. And then okay. my friend was going with me. So we kind of just had this mindset of, oh, we need to build our credit. And this is the only way our 18 year olds can build our credit. So we started out getting credit cards, and it just started out small at first.
2: Basically, you got, you know, you got two credit cards. What led you to start getting those? I mean, you said you wanted to build your credit. Were you encouraged, like, were your parents saying, hey, you should build your credit, go get a credit card? Or was that something you decided to do on your own? Or?
1: Well, so the class that I was in was called financial literacy, and that was required for seniors to graduate in my school. And so she, my teacher in that class, kind of encouraged it she said that it was good to get a credit card to start off as long as you could be responsible with it and so in my mindset I I got one and I was like yeah I could definitely be responsible for this and I actually went back and told her about it she was like announcing it to the class how like I got approved for it and that she just like believes I'll be able to be responsible with it which I was until I graduated
2: (laughs) okay did you have something on that
3: Uh, Courtney, Seth here, how's it going? Um, So have you thought about what your teacher would say if you gone back to her today and said, hey, uh, you know, I've had 12 credit cards throughout the time that I've gotten my first two and until now, what do you think she'd say?
1: Um, She would probably just look at me kind of stunned just for the fact that I got approved for 12 credit cards and I'm so young but also that I actually paid them off. But she'd also call me dumb for maxing them out in the first place, but she'd be pretty (laughs) supportive of how I am now.
3: Totally understand. Totally agree with that. How
2: did you get to 12 credit cards? Because you had the two, and did you just keep going to other stores? Like, you went to a Macy's, then went to, like, a Kohl's, or then a GameStop, or, like, how did you end up getting the other 10?
1: Well... Some of them I went to other stores. Um, I did get like a Sam's credit card and a Walmart credit card, and just things like that. And but then there was also some that I would get that I could spend anywhere. So that way, like my my whole mindset was like, oh, what if I wanted to go out to eat? I'll just pay it right off. Or what if I need gas one day and I don't have any money? I could just pay it off when I get paid. And um, it just it just mm. went up from there. My whole mindset was I can just pay them off and. It was, like, pretty much free money.
0: Okay, okay. So, um, so you said it was good up until you graduated. Uh, can you kind of explain what happened after your graduation to kind of make it not good?
1: So, after I graduated, I just, I had, like, a newfound freedom. Like, I I had more time in the day. I was still working. Like, I worked, I worked full-time. And then I also found out I was pregnant. And... So I was like, well, I'm going to splurge on baby stuff and things like that. And then I went out to eat with my friends and we would always go do stuff. And it was just, I always was using those as a ways to get by. Cause I mean, I was getting paid like $8 an hour at my job is not enough to live by. So anytime I wanted to do something, I never had money. So I was like, well, I have a credit card and I'll just use that.
0: Hmm, hmm. And then it just kind of. Ended up piling up, and you kept on getting more, and it just piled up, and all that.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It was just like, well, I'll pay them off eventually. It's, it's. Uh, so basically, you're
2: going down the road. telling us about you know your turning point. You, you graduated. You started using your credit cards. They essentially, by your thinking, they became a way to get by because you were making your eight dollars an hour. So in reality, it's. I mean, you know, that's a very low amount of money. It's not enough. And uh, and then yeah, you, know, you get post graduation, you get a lot of freedom, and then you're thinking, okay, well, I, I can go out to eat. That's fine. This is, as you said, like free money, which essentially it is until they, you know, send you the bill for it. But that's basically where you're at right now. And then you're, I guess, you're in this point of the story, you're starting to build up your your credit in terms of putting more money on the cards.
1: Yeah. So I was I was totally okay with it because it was only thirty dollars a month payments and. I was getting by and, but then it just, it just got out of control. It spiraled out of control. I got too many credit cards at this point and I was paying way too much on them every month and I just couldn't do it.
0: So what kind of made you realize that I have too many credit cards? What was like that point that made you realize there's something, there's something wrong.
1: So the beginning of 2020, <laughs> me and my friend always like we you know all those people that are like oh I'm gonna do this this year I'm gonna do this and we actually sat down and was like let's let's get out of debt that's that's what we're gonna do we're gonna get out of debt because we're tired of being in debt and I had sat down and I wrote out like all my pretty much my monthly bills because I wasn't even living on my own at this point I was living with my grandmother and so I wrote out all my bills, so I had, like, nothing where it was, like, rent or anything like that. I had a car payment, and then I had my 12 credit cards. And my 12 credit cards alone was $1,000 a month. And that's when I realized I was out of control. So
2: was it difficult for you? Did you always manage to make on-time payments even though, you know, they got maxed out? Or was it very difficult for you to, like, manage all of those independent cards in one
1: time? Well, at first when I was just working my $8 an hour job, it was pretty rough just making those payments, but I also didn't have a car payment at the time. It was pretty much, I had my phone payment and then I had all of those payments. So it wasn't too bad, but it still wasn't the easiest thing ever. Like I still needed to make sure I worked the 40 hours a week cause it was not like I got sick leave if I called in or anything like that. So it was, it was always a struggle. But it, it got easier once I got a better-paying job.
0: Of course. It, it always is. always is. Um. So, uh, so in 2020, you said, I want to get out of debt. Like, did you set up a game plan? Did you look any advice up, any tips on how to, like, manage your money and uh suddenly pay those off? Or how did you end up figuring out what to do?
1: Yeah, so I actually got into this group, like I seen like an advertisement on Facebook about it and it was called the Dave Ramsey Group and I was like, what's that? And so I got into it and they were like talking about these baby steps and I'm like, okay, I took those as a baby, but what's that? <laughs> and so I looked up the whole Dave Ramsey baby steps and it talks about getting like a $1,000, the first step is a $1,000 emergency fund and then the second step is paying off all your debt except for your house mortgage. And I didn't have a house mortgage. So I was like, whatever. And so I was like, well, I'm going to think about doing this. And I got his book called the total money, total, yeah. Total money makeover. And I read that in like a whole, like just a day. And it really like just opened my eyes to how much I was failing when it came to my financial situation. And so I started, I started working the baby steps from Dave Ramsey.
2: What is does that name sound so, so Because he's a really big deal in the financial field. Like, Dave Ramsey is like a guy who talks about money. He's got a podcast. He's got a radio station. I feel like I'm saying his stuff. I, just,
0: like, I need a- He's a bald. He's bald. Okay, maybe I'm- Okay. Yeah, because like, you said that name and I was like, that sounds so
3: familiar. He's a,
2: he's a really big deal. Anyone listening to our type of stuff is probably listening.
0: You're probably thinking about the other Dave Ramsey from a show. Dave Ramsey. Maybe, that, maybe that's it because I know there is another like famous Dave Ramsey. But he's got a lot of money money tips and so do you wish you knew about that, like before you graduated, whenever you're in that financial literacy class or anything like that?
1: Um Part of me, but then the other part of me is that if I never went through this, I don't know, maybe it would have happened later down the, down in the road and since I'm so young, it was better for me to get out of debt now than to be forty five or fifty and being in this much debt. So I feel like it was just kind of like a needed learn mistake.
0: I think everybody needs to go through that at least once, or goes through that at least once. Yeah, sure. So God, I had something
2: I was gonna say something, I just forgot what it was. Do you guys got anything on that? So it's so it seems like in terms of like your teacher telling you, hey, you need to go get a credit card. This is gonna help you build your credit. And she basically, was she real shallow on the subject in terms of like, well, you just got to be smart with it and just left it all to you instead of being like the consequences of this. I mean, you can really get down in a hole and get stuck in it. Mm
1: -hmm. No, she she did. She was really great Mm -hmm. about teaching about like, you got to be careful with that. You got to make sure you're paying on it, like paying it off pretty much every month. Like, it's good to have the balance there and then just to pay it off. And then but then I read the Dave Ramsey book and I realized that that's really not needed at all. But I mean, I get it from her point is like, you need a good credit score to be able to finance a car or to be able to finance a house or anything like that. So like I get it from that standpoint, Mm -hmm. but from like now that I have like the Dave Ramsey mindset, I have the mindset of really, I don't need a good credit score because I don't really need a credit score because the, It's pretty much just telling me how much debt I'm allowed to get into. So
2: let me ask you this then. What are the contradicting viewpoints between your teacher and the Dave Ramsey? If like just this one, you kind of just talked about just now.
1: The main one is my teacher was like, oh, you need a good credit score. You need a good credit score. But then Dave Ramsey is like, you don't need a credit score at all. You do not need to have debt. Every month that you're paying off because there's no need for that. Like, if you just cash flow everything, then it's just you're better off that way. Mm-hmm. And my teacher would have to strongly disagree with that. Um, she would definitely support building your credit every month and getting in the like 800 credit score to make sure you're better off.
2: Yeah, but yeah. and I, I see the way that both of those viewpoints can really be aligned. But not in the sense of carrying debt everywhere, but in the sense that like a lot of people don't fully understand what having like getting to good credit is and how having a credit card. Like you can have a credit card and you can just pay it off before they check your balance and send you the bill is like one little point that I tell a lot of people that 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 don't really know because nobody tells you that. Like it seems to be that your teacher said you need to carry a balance and you just pay your balance or whatever. But like you could spend that money on a credit card because like this is what I do. And I well, let's. I use it like a debit card. Essentially, I would spend the money during the month and then I would pay it like on the 14th whenever they're going to check my balance and send me the bill on the 16th. So when I get a bill, like you owe me $6 instead of $600. Mm-hmm. And it always keeps my balance low. And, uh, and that's like the way that I use it. And I still build great credit because I'm using the card and you don't have to be carrying a large balance for it to build the credit.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. So, um,
2: oh, man. you got another question? i, I um, forgetting what I was gonna say. That's the thing. It's like, I have something on
0: mine, but then it disappears. Okay, like we'll, we'll see what comes
2: back. So now that we're, you went all the way, you felt, you went all the way down in the hole, you, cr- you made yourself, you get all the way back out of the hole. So now, what have you done with all these credit cards?
1: So now that I've paid them off, um, I still have one that I'm paying off. It was my highest balanced one. Um, This one's a bit tougher because I I moved into my own place and I have all these other bills now. So it's not like I am able to just put a lot of money towards it. But all my other ones, I've cut up and I have them in like a little jar and I put them on my TV stand as kind of like a reminder that, hey, you don't need these. You don't want these. You're better off without them. Yeah.
3: They were fun while
0: they lasted, though, right?
1: Oh, yes. They were extraordinarily fun. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, would you recommend that a uh, course to anybody? Uh, what was it like—a course or a group? The Dave Ramsey one.
2: That was a book, really. I think. So, what, what was it? I guess you would recommend this book by Dave Ramsey.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes, I absolutely love the book. Um, I would—I recommended it to quite a few of my friends that were also struggling financially because of the fact that they were getting in this debt. Because when they talk when he talks about paying off your debt, it talks about the snowball effect. So you start with like your smallest like amount pretty much, like if you had one that had like a hundred bucks on it, then you would start with that one. that way your payment that goes towards that one would go to the next one and then it would just keep like piling up so that way it's just quick. Okay hmm, interesting. So okay, so you're sort of paying off
0: your debt this year, right? Yes. Oh, did you start? Okay, so how long did it take you to almost get out of debt, considering you only have one card left to pay off?
1: Well, so I started in January. I didn't pay my first credit card off until February, and then I paid my my second to last one, I guess, not my final one, but I paid that one off in May. Yeah, that sounds right. I paid it off at the end of May and then I've just been working on the last one.
0: So February through May, so that's like what the mom said? No. That's actually pretty impressive. Did you get a second job or anything to help pay those off fast, or was it just the way you rearranged the way you spend your money?
2: Well, she did get a better job, with more pay.
1: I did. She didn't mention that. So I didn't get a second job. I just, I mean, unless you want to count like DoorDash, I did a DoorDash for a bit. Me and my friend would go out and do that, and, we do it every so often, but then it just kind of died down. We didn't, we just, I started picking up more overtime at work. Um, my job's always looking for overtime. I work for 911, so they're always pretty much offering overtime because we have a minimum required amount of staff we have to have at all times. So, overtime pay was good. Like, I really enjoyed overtime pay, even though taxes kind of fucked me, but, um, other than that, that's that's what really helped was working at that amount of overtime and then because I have a child and I go to school, um, I get Pell grants every semester for going to school and that pays off my tuition and my books, and I usually had like a thousand left over every semester. So that thousand I put towards my credit cards and then my taxes also help. small move I know a lot
0: of people with a thousand dollars they'll probably just blow it on something they don't need
1: yeah exactly and so that was my whole point was that I wanted to pretty much put any extra money I had towards my credit cards like I had I had my thousand dollar emergency fund like Dave Ramsey recommends for baby step one but then for baby step two I was just I was all in like I was just like I need to pay them off because when I looked at it I was like wow I'm really paying a thousand dollars a month like that's that's more than a, my rent right now. Like, my rent's only $600 a month for a two-bedroom. And so, the fact that I was paying more than I could to live somewhere was just outrageous to me. Mm-hmm.
0: And 600 for a two-bedroom, that's actually
1: pretty good. Yeah, I, I live in, my, my state is actually really cheap, so. Mm, wow.
3: Over here in Texas, you know, you pay almost $900 for a one-bedroom.
0: And that's just for, like, not even in the city, though. Yeah, that's not even the city. Like if you go closer towards, like, the DFW, it's, like, a, a th- almost $1,000 for, like, a one-bedroom, mm-hmm. like, a studio, depending on where you go to, They're how expensive. deep into the city you are, you're at. It.
1: Yeah, my, my friend just moved down there. I know all about it.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God. i done. Uh, so, let's see. So, got any more questions for her? I think I've gone through... Question, all my questions either you answered it or she brought them up on her own.
0: Yeah, let's see. Todd, you got anything right now?
3: I think we pretty much covered everything.
2: I think we kind of went through the whole beginning, the wound up, the pinnacle, and then on the way back down and paying it all off and getting to where she is today. I think we did a pretty I good job covering. It. So,
3: so how's life now? How's life? How's present life for you? Like
2: almost
0: step free.
1: <laughs> um. Well, life is cheaper. Um. I do have a car payment that kind of sucks. I need to go refinance, but you have to pay off so much to be able to refinance it. But other than that, just having the one credit card payment. Um, I mean, I, I wish I didn't have it still, but it's a lot easier not having to worry about because, especially because they were due all on different days and not having to really write all those in my account, like, like my planner and stuff. So It's just, it's easier to go through without thinking, oh, is my credit card due tomorrow? Am I able to get this $5 meal or am I going to have to wait and put it towards my credit card? Like, it's just, it's much simpler than going around and maxing out my credit cards because I would max them out and then I'd pay the minimum and then I'd max them out again. So it's just way easier going through life than having to worry Mm -hmm. about credit cards.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. They never tell you going
3: up sucks. Yeah. (laughs) True. They don't don't ever teach you that in high school,
0: that's for sure. All right. Well, I think we're about to end this up, but one more question before we end this. Do you have any advice or anything that you give to our audience that like maybe struggling with either money or paying off the credit cards?
1: Um, if you're struggling paying off multiple credit cards or even just a couple, just try to start with the smallest one. Like like I said, start with like the one that has the lowest amount on it and attack that one. Of course, make your minimum on all the other ones, but attack that one especially so that way the extra money that you have after you pay that one off can go towards your next one. And it's just it, it becomes a snowball and it just gets gradually easier as you go.
0: Alright. Well, there you guys so have it. If anybody's having trouble paying off cards or anything, that's an advice from somebody that paid off 12, that paid off 11 out of the 12 credit cards off and congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. All right. Well, Courtney, thanks for uh, being on the show today. And have a good
1: day. Yeah, thanks, Courtney. Have
0: thanks, a good one. Courtney. Yeah, you too. So in case the audio sounds a little different right now, um, we were doing our interview on Discord. We're now back to using OBS. So that was an interview with Courtney and how she was able to pay off 11 of her 12 credit cards. And...
3: I think that was uh i think that was pretty good i, re- I really enjoyed that conversation mm-hmm. it's always fun whenever you can uh like uh, uh, other than our friend group or get another a- a- point of view else, just get a different point of view i think that's very um
2: mm-hmm. very i good, think it's good. good yeah because i have three credit cards and everybody that i know our age they're all like man we got a lot i have and one I have, I have I have one with a just a
3: fucking high limit
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got a second one with a high limit recently, and I'm like, oh god, I remember I was so tempted to, um, to, um,
2: silence your iPad. That too, that too, <laughs> that too.
0: I don't know if you guys could hear that, but that's, I've it. always, I've always thought about, like, getting another tr- credit
3: card and then doing a, like, a credit transfer to where it's just, like, a bigger balance. You can uh, do that? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Tran- it's a balance transfer.
2: You yeah. just that means you have a balance on one card. You can switch it to a new card, mm-hmm. or one of your cards. Mm-hmm. You don't get an increased balance anywhere. It just moves money to different accounts. I, I wonder
3: if like if it's all in the same like account. I wonder if like you use the new credit card that you had, but the balance from your other credit card just transferred. Yes, I wonder is. if that makes your
2: payment a lot more um so i've read into balance transfers i haven't done one but i got a recent offer to do a balance transfer that i didn't do but i read into it to see what it was Hmm. so essentially there's a fee so uh, some cards especially new cards will come with a perk be like hey get our new card we'll give you free apr or free balance transfer apr for um next 12 months Mm -hmm. and so basically you transfer let's say you got 2,000 on this other card that you're paying you know like 22% 22% interest which mm-hmm. i think's like the cap is like 2399 or something it's like really high. Uh, so you got 2 grand over there. You get a balance transfer on this new card you let's so say you just got. And so boom, they may charge you like 3% of the total balance like a one time fee to transfer it, mm-hmm. but since you got the promotional offer, you don't pay every month mm-hmm. during that promotional period. That's that's a gimmick that they use. Well, again, it's Not as in it's fake. That's just one of their sales tactics that they use yeah. to get you to get one of those cards that you know that could potentially save you money.
3: So you'll go a few months without paying that. Yeah, that interest. It's like making 12 then, months. Yeah. But if you don't, it don't pay it off, off,
2: then you're paying interest on it. Yeah. And APR interest is typically even worse than your you know regular just, interest. I think on the stuff that I've seen on my cards. You know what I just realized? What? Okay, so spoiler
0: alert for next week's episode, you guys we are actually doing another interview about credit, too. I just realized that.
2: Well, I mean, it's really important. Small alert, you guys.
0: Just getting <laughs> different, different point of views. I mean, this is what this podcast
3: yeah. is really all about. And it's not all the
2: it's, you know I mean, obviously, we know, but it's not all the same. Like, next week's credit, like, you're going to tune into another episode here when we release a batch of these, yeah. and you're going to get th- this guy's perspective in terms of credit repair. And yeah. so, I mean, this is an entirely different side of the spectrum. Which I've tried to look up so much about... And, uh, but I can never
0: really find anything that I consider to be good.
3: Well, there's just so many different ways. Just like to do yeah, because it. like crazy how how many ways there are to do it. To
0: yeah, and how does some yeah, and how does so many different uh, points of view of how to build your credit in general. Since I remember my old job, I talked to the owner of the restaurant and uh, bartender who had who I knew had an 800 plus credit score. I talked to both of them. They gave me different answers of how to build my credit up. So it's always like, you know, more like a personal way to do it instead of like, you know, hey, this is legit how you do it. It's more like an opinion, you know what I'm trying
2: to say? Well, there is, I mean, when you look at it, it's really hard to get the right answer. Yeah. Uh, Most of the time, you're getting it from people who figured out something and they're like, okay, this worked. And somebody told them that. Yeah. But, and in reality, there is like, it's a math formula that calculates your credit. So mm-hmm. there's yes or no answers, essentially, to you doing stuff. And some things have a bigger yes answer, which negates you more mm-hmm. points long term. But, like, it's, it's complex at the same time, though. And so there's, I mean, there's a lot of factors yeah. that goes into it. But, like, knowing someone who works with credit on a regular basis, it helps out dramatically. <laughs> like, like, I know mortgage people, and mm-hmm. they'll do classes on strictly just credit and, like, I've been in a class where you talk about just credit, all the aspects of your credit that goes towards your whole credit score. Like, this is 13% of your points. Mm-hmm. This is 20% of your points. Like, there's there's so many different things. How many mm-hmm. accounts you have, how long your credit history is, the youngest account, the oldest account, the average age, mm-hmm. uh, how many accounts you've had, how many debt inquiries, I mean, hard inquiries on in your credit you've had. Like, there's yeah. so much stuff. So, like, we'll probably go over some of that stuff next, uh, that interview what we have. Yeah and with a credit repair man named Daz he'll be in here so yeah big thanks to Courtney for coming on here and talking to all of us about having you know like 12 credit cards maxing them out paying 11 of them off like I mean that's huge yeah
0: especially for somebody that's a. Uh, 21 I mean, that's 22 I think that's a victory yeah. very young.
2: yeah she's young yeah she's yeah. young about our age yeah. and uh, so that's a big victory uh but so I wanted to bring up like, actually, she came what you want to say something could you uh, say that name of the book one more time for everybody? Please. Courtney. No, Courtney. the name of the book. Name of the book. So by Dave Ramsey, Total Money Makeover is what she recommended All right. to uh, talk about baby steps and things. I've yep. heard of things of that nature. You go through and you pay off your credit card. She said smaller accounts. I've also heard things where you go off and pay your most expensive interest rate credit card first. I mean, it's just different steps. i have a
0: smaller, one, personally because that just seems more manageable. Okay. I mean, I
2: can see one is if, if, if probably you don't make very much money. The smaller one first seems like the easiest step, yeah. versus the other one is what costs you the most money. Well, and I, so, if one costs you twenty-four percent on your money, and one costs you eighteen like percent of your money, well, then you make more money by paying off the twenty-four percent of your money cost
0: first. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't it look better if you were able to pay, if, like say, how to really good high paying job if you still start from the bottom because now you can be like okay paid off this one and I still have money left oh boom paid off another one what better for who for like like for your credit score considering is like hey he paid off two credit cards at once instead of saying hey he paid off one I mean that's um, just what I would personally so think so it would he, look like that. so I
2: see I got, I got your point so you're asking if it's which one's better to pay off two credit cards at once or pay off one big one yeah so what it's going to come down to solely if we're talking about just paying off a card and not closing it or anything Mm -hmm. that it comes out to the dollar amount because we're right now talking about credit utilization rate Mm -hmm. and so that's a percentage of your credit score of your points based on how much money you spend that you're allowed so if she's allowed eight thousand dollars and she spent eight thousand dollars she's at a hundred percent utilization she's utilized all hundred percent of the funds she's allotted that is credibly red flag like that's going to Really hurts your credit score. I'm not sure about how much. I don't know what the percentage of that is, but that's big deal. So for your question, which one is better to pay off two small ones or one big one? It actually is going to come down to the um, which one has is a higher dollar amount. Okay. So I mean, if you pay off $1,000 of small ones and $1,000 of big ones, I mean you're you're essentially almost the same place. I bet you it's a little bit better though when you have on those accounts like that are not all, all the way up, because I think it factors in the um, you know the different accounts if they're getting really bad and expensive. Would but also... For, for the most part, I do believe it is just the whole utilization rate. That's why I see some money people recommend, oh, maybe you go get another card, or I request a balance increase, because then you can keep that utilization rate down. Could
0: it also, maybe the age of the credit card uh, take into effect all that? Because think about it...
2: That's part of your points.
0: Because think about it typically your newer cards will have a higher balance typically than your older ones
2: yeah because your newer ones are reevaluating where you are yeah hopefully you're making more money now so you make and you got better credit now when you got the other one
0: so can that have a factor into like you know it'll be better to pay off the the
2: smaller ones before the big one um i mean i feel like because they're older yeah um i mean i'm gonna go with i don't have the the exact knowledge of that's a, the yes or no answer to that, but personally, from my credit knowledge that I've gained, that they're just accounts, and the age of the account is a different point factor oh, okay. than how much money's in the card. Mm-hmm. From my personal knowledge and knowing a lot of the credit stuff from, through personal research and education yeah. through mortgage lenders, yeah. and um, but basically going through, and regardless of what the age of the account is, because that's a different point spectrum of the whole game, mm-hmm. Just paying down the balances.
0: Okay, now that I, and uh, I continue what you were gonna say originally, Blaine, because I
2: did get you off a little off track. Well, My apologies. Well, that was a good one. Um, that was a good point coming through. Um, so, I wanted to think about. Let's hopefully we can make it not too long. But in terms of her going through and destroying her credit cards, and, poten- and potentially the philosophy of like the credit doesn't matter. I mean there's different viewpoints I guess it depends on where you want to go with it yeah exactly. but, Cause,
3: I mean whenever she said that I'm just like well I mean here's the thing what, what about a house like don't like you have to have good credit in order to get a house you don't have to have
2: good credit but you need to have some credit uh, I mean there's some programs as low as 580 credit score and uh, based on the place you I end mean, up going to which that's pretty low and um, but well, that's just
3: money that you have to put down correct
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, though. More money the lower the score because you have to negotiate essentially why you're worthy to get it. Um, That's a
0: simple way. Correct to do it. me if I'm wrong, Glenn, but I, one is isn't it like to kind of go against that? Can't you just like do like be like, hey, I have this much in cash, like you know you don't have a credit score or anything, but say hey, I have this much in cash. Cash for down payment or something like that for on a home. Yeah, or couldn't you do something like that? Or couldn't you just go to the bank and be like,
2: "You can," but it's much more difficult. Yeah, but it is theoretically possible, correct? (laughs) Yes, but it's much more. It's like going. Or couldn't you? It's like getting a background check and then coming back and say, "What? You don't exist." Uh, That's essentially the difference between having just cash. Yeah, they were able to do something of that nature, so they're able to go through and maybe pull up utility records and stuff that make you like a, a. a, a credit kind of number to themselves to okay. verify if you can be lended to. Hmm. And so they have to come up with something. If you just show up with, like, cash and you have no way to verify, you have the ability to pay, and what keep if you, paying, they won't do it. Well, what if you were had... Because,
0: okay, I know this is going to sound like a long time, but what if you had all the money... Well, then you don't need a mortgage. Yeah, you know, like,
2: Because why would you need to borrow money if you have all the money? Know,
0: but we're talking about, like, you know, getting a house and all that. Instead okay. of, like, you know... That's so a, you'll a, be able to do that if you have, like, say... You were looking for a $25,000 home, okay. and you like pulled up with $25,000. Like, then you hey, buy the home with cash. Yeah, so You don't need The mo- mortgage is to borrow money.
2: If yeah, you don't have know. the money, you don't need to borrow
0: it. Know, but we never said mortgage, we're just getting a house,
2: but that's typically... Well, that's the two options you have. Yeah. You have to either get a mortgage, which is almost everyone who buys a house, mm-hmm. or you have to pay in cash. Because mm-hmm. like, here's the thing, you either have the money or you don't. Mm-hmm. If you have the money, well, then you can pay cash. If you don't have the money well guess what you gotta get the money from someone else now you're borrowing money yeah. and they call they just call those mortgages yeah. and so which is basically just rent well i mean that's why that's
0: i don't want to say that but
2: see that's what you're paying what, yourself as a homeowner
0: yeah but that's see that's what um one of my co-workers basically referred to his mortgage as is rent because you said oh yeah it's rent, got,
2: but he gets to pay himself he is yeah. the landlord
0: because he was like, oh, i got to pay rent. And they were like, the other couple was like, wait, I thought you had yours, your house. And it was, he was like, yeah, it's like own my own house. But, you know, I pay my mortgage. That's what I mean by rent since, you know, I'm giving somebody money. I would, so, to so I mean, to like, me personally. To an extent, he is correct, though. I you know? wouldn't
2: consider it rent. To me personally, I think it's, it's like a negative connotation of the fact that you have mm-hmm. a house. You can pay it yourself. Yeah. It's rent. You pay money to someone else to give you a high five when you leave. And uh, versus mortgage, you get like you get a portion of that money back. You you are the landlord now. You're paying some, yeah you're paying most of it in the interest, especially at the beginning. But you get the money back when you move. Mm-hmm. So money going into your home. So that's I mean to me that's I strongly don't agree with the fact that the mortgage is rent. It's a money that's an outflow of cash mm-hmm. of your account. Sure, just like rent is. But you know it's some of it goes back to you versus all that goes away. Mm-hmm.
0: And well um, I know you have, I know you saw you uh, drawing some uh, points is there anything I just want to go over first So I think we'll
2: be short on um, trying to do our best to not make it too much too long but uh, in terms of like going through and getting rid of all the credit cards I think first of all you need to do whatever it takes for you to be but yeah, be fine. financially responsible. Mm-hmm and uh i think it's important to go through and do that and so if that's what you need to do you know like cut up all your credit cards put a majority remind you of what you've been through then that's what you need to do uh personally uh through that philosophy of like credit's not important i mean some people would agree or disagree i mean i think it's going to come down to based on that person what they think they need Mm -hmm. maybe later i mean the cost of money of buying a car in lieu of your credit is better, then you pay less to borrow the money to have the car. Mm -hmm. Or buying home later, if your credit is better, you pay less to borrow the money. They charge you more money because your credit score says you're more of a risky borrower. And so, I think if you have the capability to, your goal should be to have a good credit score, if possible. Of course, being financially responsible is probably better than potentially damaging yourself while trying to have a good credit score. No, yeah, yeah.
0: In the end, I honestly think, Number one, you shouldn't be focused on, the, on your credit score if you're not. The number thing you should always focus on is being financially responsible. And then focus on saying, oh, hey, maybe I should get a, start my credit score up or something like that. Well, here's you know? the
2: thing. If you're not financially responsible, you're not focused on your credit score. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, because, like, if your goal is to be financially responsible and then you're not, you're killing your credit score. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes people
0: get a credit credit card and they're not financially responsible. Then later that's how they realize it's like, oh, I need to get my Together. I need to come out together.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. And then so and that's when they become irresponsible, then responsible again yeah. b- b- by realizing what they went through. But I think one of the potential, I mean one, not of the potential, but one of the downsides that's going to become that she has destroyed the 11 or 12 credit cards. I mean, her credit score probably now, I don't know what it is or how good it is. So I'm not the, uh, the guru that has the number for every situation. But uh, if it's okay now, it may come down still even more she paid off balances so it went up some mm-hmm. uh, she had a high utilization which came down that's why she gained some points there in that sense and because that's part of the credit you know algorithm but so these cards she's destroyed she's never gonna use these cards again unless they send her another one and then she decides to use it so she's gonna have 11 out of 12 accounts so she's got the average age for history shortest and oldest accounts she is now going to lose 11 out of those 12 accounts so she's going to have like total accounts. The more of those is typically, I do believe, better. And uh, because it shows you know how to use different types of credit and you're capable of handing more than you know one amount mm-hmm. of money handed to you. and uh, But she's going to be losing a lot of her history of credit. So, like, if you have if two, it's 12 cards, I mean, you can, that's too many to handle. Uh, I mean, plain and simple, well, that's a lot to deal with. But if you had some free cards in there, it would have been, in my opinion, probably a good idea to try to keep a couple. You just leave them, you know, maybe leave them in the house. Don't even take them out. And then buy a pack of gum with them once every, you know, couple months. Because mm-hmm. they're they're going to close those cards eventually. Sometimes it takes a year. And then we'll close the cards because, well, you're not using them. So it's costing them money in bookkeeping and accounting. They're going to close them. It, it's going to hurt her credit mm-hmm. because she's now losing t- 11 out of her 12 accounts. and Done.
3: So would you say that courtney do you think that all in all she set herself up for more options in the future that because she's going to school and she has a kid and she she has that she has a job what she is overtime. But do you think she set herself
2: up for more options if she needed them i think that she's done what's best for herself which i think is the most important thing mm-hmm. uh if you touch the hot stove you learn not to touch it and uh, so she touched the hot credit cards and then you know the more you spent the hotter they got and then she mm-hmm. was like i can't keep touching these things anymore they burn yeah. and uh, especially burning holes in pockets and so uh, when all your money goes out the window paying for them especially with paying that high amount of money it costs to spend that so she went through and she got rid of almost all of them so she can manage one and have a simpler life not yeah. all the things. thousand
3: dollars every month for credit cards it's crazy i mean yeah that's crazy uh, that's
2: a lot of money and that's for those high interest rates, that's how they get you when you become irresponsible. Mm-hmm. So she did the best thing that was for her, and that may, you know, maybe hurt her credit a little bit for the time being, but her financial health now is dramatically better, mm-hmm. and she's put herself in a simpler place to where yeah. it's a lot less stressful for her to operate, which is important. And like you said, she,
0: she uh, learned from more mistakes, and, you know, if she ever does decide to get a credit card in the future. She's gonna be you know, more responsible than mm-hmm. she was beforehand too, which mm-hmm. is also a good thing.
2: Yeah. So ultimately, that's gonna be good for her that she's got yeah. through that, and hopefully, she'll. I hope for Courtney that even I don't. I think her philosophy right now is credit doesn't matter. I hope that she maybe reevaluates that. Uh, that credit has some significance. You can get by without it, sure. Yeah, you've had uh, that for a while. Yeah. A long time. My grandparents were like a ghost. They paid everything in cash for the longest mm-hmm. time. And, uh, and there were construction workers and built houses, paid everything in cash, sold them, bought the next house, built, bought land, everything. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so, uh, but I hope that, in, like in our day and time, it's a lot harder, especially with inflation. And like she's going to school, so college mm-hmm. is dramatically more expensive now than it used to be. The wages have not paced with the cost of education. And, um, but you can look up a chart of that, not even close. And, uh, but I think, I hope that she decides to maybe try to keep building that credit. And as long as she maintains financial responsibility with that one card, she will over time. And so I hope that she starts to build her credit up to a good point because it's gonna be it's going to cost her less to live. She's gonna build a house here eventually at some point in her life. That's gonna be a big purchase and she will save money if her credit score gets better over time and cars in the future and whatever else mm-hmm. she needs. And so I hope that that comes to the point where she's hoping to just try to keep building her credit score and not just not care about the credit score but if she's being financially responsible which it sounds like she is it's going to help it long term anyhow yeah. mm-hmm. so that's the one thing that I hope uh, because I personally believe that yeah credit it can it's a you know it's a two-headed serpent and uh, it could really bite you if you're not careful and uh, or it can be your friend so hopefully learn to use it as your friend and try to be careful
0: well, uh, before, I don't want to cut you off again. No, though. I'm done. Okay, okay. Yeah.
2: So, if you guys are still here,
0: hey, um, thank you for listening to all of this. And if you guys would like, you guys can head out, head out, check episode number three. This is episode number two of our comeback. But we're going to be, for the first couple of episodes, we're going to be trying something new. And at the end of every episode, we're going to take a couple of minutes out. Uh, each episode just to talk about, like, give a couple of minutes, like two or three minutes. Just talk about something random that doesn't have to do with this. And then you know maybe if you guys like this a lot and then we get our fan base bigger maybe we can
2: split us off into something else who knows, but um, so all right so let's do this I had this idea for us at the end of these episodes to kind of see what our viewers like about it as we start to grow the fan base and, and the audience and uh, to see okay well what if we you know we just come off topic from whatever we're talking about and something that's either hot news or hot weather like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, you know, like maybe 60 seconds a person go through and we're banging off a topic and we're just talking about like, you know, our opinions about it or how we feel about it, Mm -hmm. regardless of our knowledge on the subject. Just something that's either hot off the press or something that is, you know, just of the day, like how the sports teams do. Yeah,
0: okay. All right, so what were you going to, I'm going to keep that in because that was honestly perfect, plan. So what's the thing you were going to bring up and then we can bring, actually got a better one for the other one, but
2: continue. Well, I try my best. Um, so, what I was going to bring up is, like, Donald Trump's just going through and, boom, doing an executive order uh, because of the fact that the parties have been in disagreement for however long it's been, a couple weeks now since they came back from, I think they have, like, a scheduled recess, and uh, but essentially how, they like, didn't come through an agreement, and he said, I think he said he was going to sign something by a certain date, like, and then, boom, he just went and signed it and said, all right, well, I'm extending some unemployment benefits to uh, Americans and uh, that are on unemployment, as we, like that $600 bonus in the 25th of last month, mm. and uh, which is July. And uh, a lot of people, that's what was like keeping them afloat. And uh, based on their expenses, you know, we don't know what they got to spend, but a lot mm-hmm. of people got a lot of bills unlike we do yet. Uh, we're not all the way in a house in a you know car payments and stuff like that speak for yourself on the car payments (laughs) well i said house house and car payment not house or car payment
0: me and stuff have car payments but no house although i could hopefully
2: pay it off within a year or two but uh but you don't have all those expenses you know like i mean like wrapped up in them you've got a child i'm I'm talking about the, you know the average american right yeah yeah they're living in a suburban with a picket fence and they either have got children. Who has a picket fence anymore? Well, see, that's the idea of that's suburban still America. A thing, man. Really? I don't yeah, know. No still a thing. Have you ever been to Arkansas, Oklahoma? They're
3: weird
0: up there. <laughs> Who goes to Arkansas? And what Texans? We don't talk about Oklahoma. We pretend that doesn't exist. Uh, Sorry, in the Oklahoma veals. That's just how Texans think. You want?
3: I saw this meme the other day. It's just like you know, people still live in Oklahoma, right?
2: <laughs> oh, I think I saw something else that was funny about some sports thing. I can't remember what it was, so I can't talk about it, but... Probably had the... Oh, this is going to crucify me because most of our audience is
0: in Texas. Uh-huh. But how if there's a tornado, you just go to the AT&T Stadium because there's no more uh-huh. touchdown there?
2: You don't want to talk about political affiliation, <laughs> but God. you want to literally you, piss okay, off... Yeah, but you want to get
0: political with sports.
2: That's honestly probably worse. That's worse. <laughs> no, it's worse
0: because the one in Texas and I just bashed the Cowboys. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Let's thing. be
3: honest. Over the past... Okay, played, like every every sports team in texas has just been complete
0: okay but let's be honest texas The i mean the, co- the, the cowboys
3: Astros, but they you
0: know cheated but <laughs> let, okay let's be honest the cowboys probably in the last four to five years and this is coming from somebody that's not really a really big fan but i will always acknowledge this in the past four to five years we have seen them improve drastically yeah and they've, they've improved
3: during the regular season but Here's the thing. If you don't make it into the, or you don't make it past the postseason to
0: the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. But I mean, come on. Let's be honest. They've done drastically better than how they were since we were in elementary school uh, and I mean, middle school. I mean, you got a point there, but I mean, and unless they don't you you can improve during the regular season, but I will
3: always stick by this. If you don't make it to the Super Bowl or at least the NFC Championship, then it was all for nothing.
0: When you'll see them like, fun fact too, in um, the last time they went to the Super Bowl was in uh, February of 1996. So, before any
2: of us were born. Yeah. That's
0: rough. I actually like this to make up some of my co- one of my co-workers just to make him feel a little old. He's like, Jesus, I was like seven or eight when that happened. Mm. But I was like, born later that year. Yeah, same. Mm. Three days before me. Yep. Yeah.
2: Well, I think that goes through. That's your little hot. Hot topic real quick. Yeah, we went through multiple topics. <laughs> <laughs> right, well you guys
0: let us know how you guys like this and all that and if you guys like it, we'll continue it and if you guys don't, then I'll just slowly die out and fade into non existence. Oh my goodness. Like into a black hole.
2: Yeah, if you like that last little bit there that we're throwing on the end, yeah, just let us know and we're we're gonna we we'll do it for a little bit and hear what you all say. Yeah. We'll see, we'll go from there. Thanks again for tuning into the Fourth Long Haul Podcast. We really appreciate y'all coming in here to listen and hopefully you took some value away from this. And so you can reach out to us on our social. We've got all the different socials, but we're just going to roll with Instagram kind of as our main focal point for the best way for you to reach us. If you want to give us any kind of ideas, you want us to do a certain topic or episode, reach out to us for the long-haul podcast. That's all one word on Instagram. And uh, and we'll reach back to you as soon as we can. And, and then also we'd love to have guests on the show here in the future. So if you think you have something that is really good to add to our kind of our content area, then. Or something that can help out people yeah exactly and so just you know shoot us a message be like hey i think i've got something to add and so i mean you got an example a couple of different people we've interviewed we're going to interview a credit repair guy mr daz and then uh we just talked to someone who paid off 11 out of 12 credit cards so like that's an example of some things but just reach out to us at for the long Haul podcast on instagram and uh thanks everyone have a good day